The following Art Trap production is brought to you by the Gallifreyan Embassy and has been made possible by donations from listeners like you. This episode is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com slash podshock for your free audiobook download. Live from the Institute for Technological Advancement and Research in San Francisco, California, this is Doctor Who Podshock. Doctor Who Podshock. Okay, well, let's do it. No, I... <laughs> you know, whatever it is, if it's valuable, send it to us. <laughs> For the best in all things Doctor Who, it's Doctor Who Podshock, the podcast all about Doctor Who, the longest-running science fiction television program with Louis Trapani. Hello. Ken Deep. Hello. James Norton. Hello. News. Fabulous. Reviews. Oh, no. And fan mail for James. Uh, 40,000. Doctor Who Podshock from the Gallifrey Embassy and Outpost Gallifrey. You know, that guy James was really cool. Oh, yeah. What blew that? <laughs> I'm the Doctor. And who are you? Who are you? Outpost Gallifrey and the Gallifrey Embassy present Doctor Who Podshock episode 151. My name is Ken Deep alongside Mr. Louis Trapani. Hello. And returning home across the Great Pond, Mr. James Naughton. Hello. And this is a very exciting news-filled episode of Doctor Who Podshock. Much has happened since the last time the three of us we're together recording a pod shock. We have a ton of feedback and a ton of news in today's episode. And it's going to be swinging and sexy. And it's it's by no coincidence that we mentioned the Institute for Technological Advancement and Research in San Francisco, California, on a number of fronts. One, James has just returned from San Francisco. Indeed, indeed. Welcome back, James. Two, the references from the 1996 Paul McGann movie, which is always a good thing. And... Three, there's a rumor of a Doctor Who movie being shot in the United States. And how is that mm-hmm. news? Well, we'll get to that in the newsroom. <laughs> no, actually, it is news. It's more than a rumor. It's scripts in development. That's been the case since 1979. All right. Well, you know what? <laughs> we'll get to that because leading off in the newsroom is the official announcement, a real announcement of the... Um, BBC America picking up the David Tennant specials to air in the United States. And that, since that's a sort of spoiler-free thing that we can talk about, why don't we, uh, why don't we talk about that? Yeah, yeah get, it, talk get about, it out of the way. As long as we don't talk about the episodes themselves, it's spoiler-free, yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's pretty um, exciting that we finally got some word that, that Doctor Who, the, at least um, the 2009 and also the, the Christmas special of last year, are finally going to make uh, its debut on U.S. Uh, television. Yep, the official uh, announcement came from BBC America, which also, I guess, signals the end of Doctor Who on the SIFI channel, Sci-Fi channel, SIFI, whatever they are. Now, is that the case? Are they, is, is it no longer going to be on the Sci-Fi channel, soon-to-be SIFI channel? I don't know. I, I think yeah. perhaps this wrestling is taking its place, or... Or perhaps some cooking shows or, or something that doesn't relate to science fiction. Well, the article didn't really say anything to that, did it, to that point? Did it, it did, uh, but uh, I, guess it's, I guess people are just assuming it. That's kind of been the scuttlebutt about it. Perhaps, perhaps they're going to keep the 
series one, two, and three, some of the stuff they've been running, as they ran the 1996 movie forever, seemingly forever until the new series came along. So, I mean, because, it's a possibility they're going to keep it going because they can just show them after BBC America. I mean, BBC America may have the first. Um, you know, rights to show right. to show yeah. them, and then this the Sci-Fi Channel by that time will be the Sci-Fi Channel, and then they can be showing them, you know, afterwards. And also, this also means that by that once it's on BBC America, if um, if things go as they usually do, they'll show up on iTunes shortly after. Yes, mm-hmm. that, yeah, maybe it's it's connecting that way. Maybe maybe the the message that was being sent by the the folks at the Who cast and and Radio Free Scarrow and us just recently our, our combined <laughs> efforts to to request or demand or yeah, they, shout they, out a call they got their act together in one week. <laughs> we had that much power. You give them an hour, they take an hour. <laughs> you give them a week, they take a week. Indeed, indeed. Okay? They got their act together, or or perhaps this is the beginning of it. So. Either way, it's good news. What what the only downside is that there are some areas of the country that don't receive BBC America as part of their cable package, and mm. to those areas, and and here in New York, it's cable vision in in the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area. We need to make calls to our cable company and say, hey, how do we get this channel? You know, it's something to, that really should motivate us. And perhaps that's something BBC America is intentionally doing, knowing that there's a dem- demand for it, knowing that. Doctor Who fans and science fiction fans are very motivated and very vocal. Mm. They're going to get out there and, and make phone calls. Mm, mm. Well, well, I think... Go on, sorry, Lewis. No, I was just going to comment that it's kind of surprising that, because Ken had mentioned uh, Cablevision Optimum TV here, that they don't have it since they seem to have you know every other channel that you wouldn't even give two hoots about yet BBC. They have BBC news, BBC world, world yeah, they have news. BBC world news as a dedicated channel. And, and yet they don't have BBC America. It is on direct TV. And I think it's on the dish network, but I know it definitely it's on direct TV, but and, I, and it's on cable visions, competitor Verizon, you know, the, the, the Vios or the whatever they, other thing. So, um, Cablevision, you know, has some here on Long Island has some competition. So I, it wouldn't surprise me if they they stepped up to the plate in order to, if they thought they were going to lose customers, you'd see how fast they they went and you know, and did that. They did with the internet speed here on Long Island. They increased the the uh, the Wi-Fi because of competition. So mm. let's hope that they uh, they step forward. Well, so we can, this um, this news broke it. out of uh, Variety. Uh, the the trade paper of of all things entertainment and yeah did, did we mention the dates yet it's june 27th for the next doctor at 9 p.m and then uh the planet of the dead is scheduled for july they didn't give an exact date or time yet and then the remaining specials of 2009 will follow up sometime after a date to be term to be determined hopefully mm. hopefully quickly on the heels of the british broadcast Fingers well, crossed. Yeah, and um, and unfortunately, with BBC America, is that they they do edit these shows, unfortunately, to fit them into the time slots because these are our specials, and they're going to have unfortunately commercials, advertisements in them. So it's going to be you know an edited down version. So, but at least people can get get to see them, and then hopefully uh, will inspire them to get the DVDs or download it off iTunes or or other avenues. Which reminds me, we had. 
when we spoke a couple of weeks ago, when we did speak about various ways to get Doctor Who and, and someone had um, asked us about streaming and we wanted to make a point because um, one of our listeners made it a point that, that NetStream does offer Doctor Who as downloadable, as as uh, as stre- streaming video. You can watch Doctor Who via Netflix. All right. Awesome. Uh, Classic episodes and new episodes, Lewis? Do you know? Anything? I think it's, I don't know about new episodes, but I, uh, older episodes pre-2005, I think, are available. I'm not sure about newer ones. Oh, that's cool. Well, Very one of the cool. things that, if BBC America shows the new episodes here in, in 2009, and then they quickly go to put them on iTunes, which is what you're, you know, you're connecting the dots there. Hopefully they'll be showing them or have them available to buy on iTunes in HD, which would also be, uh, they haven't yet announced any Blu-ray releases. They've announced a uh, region two UK Blu-ray of planet of the dead, but there's been no announcement for one here in the States. So perhaps mm. that's a way of, attracting people there to say, well, if you want to see it in HD, you have to get it via iTunes or something like that. It'd be, be yeah, cool I, to see it in HD and download it and have a, a crispy, perfect copy. I still suspect after the 2009 specials conclude that they'll release these all the specials together as a set, just like they did with the, with the other series, you know, as a set on DVD and, and hopefully on Blu-ray in the case of the 2009 specials. And they've mm. announced the... Torchwood Series 3 Blu-ray already, and they haven't even announced a date yet, so um, <laughs> clearly, but, but what it indicates is clearly they know that they have to get stuff onto Blu-ray, that that, that, that is the way they are going. Mm. That's, That's a good sign. Cool. Yeah. Alright, well, why don't you ring the spoiler alert, being that we're going to go into some uncharted territories here. For those who may or may not want to know some some news, I'm I'm going to move the the news forward, if I could, and mention that um, one of the things that was released this week through BBC um, is the David Tennant joining the Sarah Jane Adventures, which wasn't really surprising in that we heard that there was David Tennant was seen with Elizabeth Sladen on set, and there was some speculation that perhaps Elizabeth Sladen was going to be in one of the last specials, you know, in, in the last hurrah for David Tennant, or perhaps they were doing something for Sarah Jane Adventures. So, mm. so mm. David is leaving, but not yet. <laughs> not quite. Not quite. I heard it but, described as a victory lap, the Russell and David victory lap. So, um, yeah, that's one way to, to, uh, to talk about it. I mean, I, I, I think we all knew that um, David was going to make an appearance on um, the Sarah Jane Adventures, but it was just, I think there was a bit of debate as to whether it would be a cameo or whether it would be for a full kind of episode, um, you know. And I, I think that's it's terrific that they've come out and said, yes, he's going to be, you know, alongside Sarah Jane. It's not just going to be like a 20-second cameo or something. No, he's got he's a starring be... role in two episodes. Exactly, exactly, which is, is, is awesome because at the moment when we kind of have this um, drought of Doctor Who, if you like, it's always good to, to have something out there that, that we can watch that is directly related to Doctor Who. And um, I know that a lot of people take have taken... Um, the Beeb to task for having maybe too many spin-off shows and, and things like that. But this is probably the one good thing about it is that at least, you know, when you're kind of uh, 
uh, hanging on for the new series, aside from there being, you know, 40 years of history and the classic series and all the rest of it, you can at least go and get a snippet of, of new Doctor Who, something you've not seen before, which is, is pretty cool. I think, I think it's safe to say, although David Tennant is leaving Doctor Who and, and Matt Smith is, is picking up as the next Doctor, uh, David Tennant has been a lifelong Doctor Who fan, and he, he really wanted to play the role of the Doctor. It was a dream role for him. He was involved with the big Finnish audios, amongst other things, and, and doing some narrating on, when Christopher Eccleston was the Doctor. I think he did one of the specials. The, mm. It wasn't a confidential, but it was one of those, uh, the, the New Dimension or one of those specials. So he's he's always been involved with Doctor Who, and I don't think we're seeing the last of him. You know, he, no. he, he clearly w- will be that guy down the road when they do uh, the time crash of of the future yeah. or whatever with the 13th doctor he'll be the guy stepping aboard with the brown suit or something and you yes know, who are you oh you don't you recognize me one of those kind of things so <laughs> i think i think we have plenty of david Tennant in front of us i know there are some new fans who are you know kind of upset that he, that he's leaving but in doctor who you never really leave so yes it, it's something that is um it it goes with you forever, and I think that's kind of maybe one of the reasons why he's he feels like he's done his time. Because if you stay too long, then you are typecast. Um, and uh, uh, I think it's it's important for him. He's a terrific actor, and whilst I think he you're right, he will appear in Doctor Who more in the future. I'm sure. Certainly, if not in the in the TV series, then I think he's the kind of guy who would go along to the um, conventions. I think the the opposite is true of of somebody like uh, Christopher Eccleston. Um, you know, who hasn't who, done a convention, yeah. He, yeah, and I don't think he ever will. I, I think that um, it's not in his character. You know, he he did it. Um, he oh, did I don't Doctor know. I he, think I think he might surprise you. <laughs> well, me. I hope he surprises I, all of us. That would be great. I, I, oh yeah, I, I hope he does. I would love to 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 meet him or, or to, to go along and see him at a convention. But I think of, of all, um, you know, the, the, the prior doctors, um, you're most least likely to see Christopher Eccleston appear at any but forthcoming they, they said convention. the same thing about Paul McGann for years because he was, he said, Oh, I'm, I'm too shy or I, I couldn't do this. And then he went and he loved it and yes. has done other conventions since. I mean, it but doesn't appear all the time, but it's nice that he's, Amongst the people that you can see at a sure. convention, sure. And I think I think the reason why he, he got into it was because he'd heard, you know, previous doctors, mainly um, Sylvester McCoy, Sylvester. saying, um, "It's brilliant. You've got to come and do it." You know, it's it's not it's not what you'd think. It's not just a whole bunch of nerds sitting around talking about Doctor Who. It's well, no, it's, it's a, a whole bunch blast. of nerds it's... sitting around talking about Doctor Who. Yeah, but with with beer and you know, <laughs> with, with, with beer. <laughs> yeah. So, what more can you ask for? I mean, uh, yeah, I I I I know what you're saying. He could he could pull something out of the hat, Christopher Eccleston. But I think that that David. Um, is really up for it, whereas um, I think that maybe Christopher Eccleston, at least at the moment, has maybe less enthusiasm for it. Um, but no, it's it's it's. I think it's David's time to move on. I think he's um, he's had a great run. He doesn't want to stay too long, and I well, think he's got so many other things that he can do. He can. There's plenty, uh, he's... Of, there's plenty of peripheral things going on, as we as we discussed, and one of them is his appearance on tonight's the night with. Um, with uh, John Barrowman 
and they shot Captain Jack in the contest winner uh, on the TARDIS set. And last minute, David Tennant was available and they switched the script around a little and had some fun with it. And these are... These are just simple little things to have some some good humor and some good fun with. And uh, for those of you who had a chance to see it, perhaps on YouTube or some of the the various ways of of seeing it, it's a short six minute thing. And I say six minutes if you count the interview with the the contest winner towards the end, which was interesting in that uh, they show you some footage of David Tennant sneaking up on John Barrowman and stuff, uh, walking in and saying <laughs> hello, and and he's like, I think I know who you are, and. <laughs> just it was fun I, I some people were really tearing into it like you know how stupid is this or whatever and it's like why it's just it is what it is it's it's a fix it's with a some tarants or whatever it's just it's a goof and, it, and people are having a good time and doctor who is about fun and let's remember that it's all about fun and and for six minutes that was fun so yeah i agree i completely agree now another piece of news is that the animated well, Doctor Who. Before we go into that, did we mention that the Sarah Jane Adventures uh, third series is beginning in September? No, you didn't. But thank yeah. you. Well, that's important. <laughs> we <because>, did now <laughs> because of the, the David Tennant is uh, obviously he's going to be appearing in it before he regenerates, so it won't be a post-regenerative story. It would most likely be um, before he regenerates, obviously. Mm. So, mm. And I would guess it's probably towards the end of the series. They would hold him off as, as long as they could. Yeah, I, I would weeks. imagine so. So if it starts in September, I don't know if it's going to be the beginning or the end of September. So you figure it's probably going to um, coincide, you know, the series will probably run till towards the end of the year. You know, mm-hmm. so it will probably, as you said, towards the end, probably overlapping if um, the first special of 2009 after Planet of the Dead, uh, Waters of Mars, if that comes out in November, it may be before or after that depending on when planet uh, uh when waters of mars comes out yeah mm. well there's a report that there's a new animated doctor who story uh in along the lines of um the infinite quest from what was that maybe about two years ago infinite quest was it that long might yeah it might have been only been a year ago but it's two years really it was with freema adjaman as the companion so it's, yes it yeah prior to it was the I think price of the full series, right? Yeah. yeah. It's it's they're just saying that it's going to be in the fall. So it, again, probably around the same time. But this is going to be one of those red button things, I think. Mhm. Ah, uh, cool, okay. Georgia yeah. Moffat is uh is set to star in it as well as uh But not as the Doctor's daughter. But not as the Doctor's daughter and the legendary really? David Warner is going to be in it, which is fantastic cuz all things David Warner is good. He was uh, yes. He was one of the the doctors in the um, Big Finish lines. Yes, and Unbound, yeah. legendary for Tron and Star Trek and Time Bandits and Time After Time and Titanic and the list of his credits just goes on and on and on. IMDb it and I'm sure it'll crash your computer. <laughs> Not if it's a Mac. Not if it's a Mac. <laughs> it's uh, it, this is great. I I love the anim- animated stuff and it's it's just another. You know, it's just a, a the, the, there isn't an animated series, so you get them as sort of specials, and they come along. And Phil Ford is set to write it, and and so it's just more content, good stuff. I'm I'm happy about it. I think there's a lot they can do with the animation, and and I actually like animated adventures. I think better than I like the idea of them going to the big screen. So, sure, sure. 
Well, what if they have an animated big screen adventure? That would be crazy. <laughs> that, would, that would be completely insane. Uh, but before we go to the movie thing, one other thing, um, we mentioned John Barrowman. He, he was doing a concert in Cardiff back on May 23rd where David Tennant had attended. And, uh, and of course, he shouted him out from the stage, and there was much squee going on after that. Mm. Ken, I've never seen you so enthused over the news before. It's not very nice, Lewis. <laughs> I didn't Don't mean that as an theater. insult. I was complimenting you. <laughs> what? what are you talking about? He acts like this is new. <laughs> it's rare. <laughs> it's usually I'm okay. All right, I'll, gentlemen. I'll be, what's next in the news? Okay, gentlemen. I'll, what's next? I'll in the be news? quiet. Then you feel free to go <laughs> no, on about the news. I, I didn't no, mean to that, deflate that, your you bubble. Did it, did it, did it, did you I'm not saying a word. Uh, I didn't say anything. I was just saying, I'm just complimenting you. I had to bring face. my A game because you did episode 150 all by yourself. Well, I, it, I, you were invited. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's move along, shall we? Awkward. <laughs> I know. Tell me about it. Attention. I feel the hate within you. <laughs> oh dear. Let's let's move right. this car crash along, shall we, gentlemen? Let's let's get along to the ele- let's move along to the elephant in the room, please, which is the the rumor, the announcement, the talk, the chatter, the clatter of a Doctor Who big screen adventure. There, this was rumor. This is something, as Lewis mentioned and, and we've mentioned in the past, there's constantly news of or rumors of Doctor Who coming to the big screen. The 1996 movie with Paul McGann started as a big screen adventure. Tom Baker had Scratch Man. I mean, he had a third movie with Peter Cushing for years and all kinds of things that, that so Doctor Who So we're saying that, that this, isn't any, this isn't anything news. There's been scripts, there have been talks of scripts in development for, for years now. Well, here's here's where the puzzle pieces kind of come together. Russell T. Davies had uh, something on his web page for what amounted to a few minutes, and he knew damn well that everybody would spot it. That he was um, he in his list of credits or something was Doctor Who the movie two thousand nine or two thousand ten or something like that, and that was there briefly. Tenant is coming to the U.S. to do masterpiece theater so he'll be in the states you have julie gardner now taking over bbc america oh bbc america julie gardner i wonder how they got doctor who to be (laughs) there and not on the siffy channel other than the fact that it's called siffy and they show wrestling um so there, there were a bunch of things sort of coming together you know there's been talking oh maybe david Tennant wants to break in into doing some hollywood things and, and come to the states plus there's this clamoring but, now but who's of, to say that's david Tennant is going to be in the movie that's true that's true it could very well be matt smith or it could be somebody some, else in some other bloke. <laughs> timothy dalton it could it could be uh tom cruise <laughs> Now there's. Sorry, we just, I think you're getting ahead of yourself with the Timothy Dalton thing because uh, now that's another news story for you. <laughs> it all—it's all, all going to come together sooner or later. We're going to tie it all in. We're going to tie it all up at the end. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. What's? I mean, I don't know. I'm very cautiously. I'll try to stay optimistic about a movie venture. 
I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't really. It's I. I would rather have a good full series of Doctor Who than a, a big screen adventure that could be a potential disaster. So would I. I think um, everybody has their own thoughts and feelings about this, and I think we've, we've talked about it pretty much every single time. We've heard the rumour that there is going to be a big screen adventure because Ken hit the nail on the head and said that there always has been rumours that they, that they would be to the uh, to the big screen. But it strikes me that these rumours have intensified over the past couple of years since the series has oh, been course, generated. Yes. I mean, the popularity is there, so of course it's going to be that's going to be the buzz. And, and what better time to do a movie than when it's very popular? Sure, but the thing is, is that Russell um, a few years ago said that he was highly unenthusiastic about doing a, a big screen flick, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I, if this is true. And Russell is involved, because clearly that would seem to be the case. Um, what, what has changed in those two years? Why, why has he suddenly, you know, done a, done a 180 and said, well, actually, you know, this is a good idea? Because well, previously it, he did... There could be uh, the desire to, to come and, and come to Hollywood and do stuff here, both for David Tennant and or Russell T. Davies. I mean, they're, they're both well-established in in britain they do have a foothold in the states as a a cult show you know the doctor who being shown on uh sci-fi and and bbc america so perhaps they want to get a foothold here you have uh jane tranter and julie gardner now in in la as well you know as a a base of operations uh, all i'm saying is that there's compared to past rumors there's there seems to be more credibility this time substantive um substantive uh, moves being made well i don't don't think any of those moves have anything to do with a a feature film i mean david Tennant coming to the states to do masterpiece theater is just a day or two in the studio then he's back to england doesn't i mean has no relation to a movie production if he was to be cast he would just come to the states to do the movie can't we just enjoy this for a minute and and (laughs) julie gardner is doing bbc worldwide i mean it's again regardless where she's located if it's cardiff or los angeles they yeah it's a small world now with internet and phone and all that kind of jazz so it doesn't matter where they're located they can yeah all all that was said was that that uh uh, scripts were in development which is that which has been the case for a while and um, everybody's got a script in development crying out loud i have a script in development so (laughs) we'll see what happens when it happens yes i mean it's it's exciting because i think that if if it were to happen Hypothetically, I think we'd all want to see it succeed. But everybody's cautious, I think, because Doctor Who as a format is for television. It is it is it's what we're all used to. It's how it works the best. Um, You know, sitting down as a family or, you know, as a group of fans on a Saturday night to watch it on television. That's that's how it works best. And I think if you mess with the formula, you know, then uh, then you're ending up with a recipe for disaster. And I think that's why people are a little bit cautious. If they do a movie, if they shoot it in the States, if they shoot, shoot it in Timbuktu, who cares? As long as it's a good movie, it would have to be the right script. You know, everything would have to be... Um, on the ball. I hope that they don't just do it because Doctor Who now is popular and they can they can make a few quid off the show because well, that's what it comes that would be the worst reason to do it, and you know. I'm sure that's well, the reason. They have, what they have to be careful about is, you know, you look at the 1996 movie and and even though it it 
was broadcast on television. It, it began its life as a possible big screen adventure, but it it has the same challenges as they will have if this is a big screen adventure. How do you sure. tell a new audience what the hell is going on with this guy in a blue box and all that kind well, of stuff? That was the next yeah. point I was going to make, is that if they're doing a feature film, that means they're going to have to reintroduce the whole story and concept not, to a whole new audience, because they can't just rely... They just can't rely on on the on the fans and the television audience. It's, but the, is, I is think it going to be another reboot. I mean, not necessarily. I've been the rebooted out. <laughs> the the X Files pulled it off, where they jumped in right in the heart of a series and said, right in the middle of the series, we're going to put this big screen adventure on, and, mm. and they they gloss over the history of the two agents. They just go right sure. into the story. But I, I don't think you're there to know what the hell is going on. But I, I don't think it worked. Uh, I think that, that both. X-Files movies, they weren't um, massively successful and they weren't terribly good films. And I think as Doctor Who fans, we want to see see it done right and, and see it done well. And, um, you know, if, if you want to make a movie, fine, that I have no problem with, with you making a movie, but do it for the right reasons. See, Don't I, do it. I feel differently, James. I just think they should just skip trying to do it on the big screen. And if well, they're I, coming to the States to make a movie, make something brand new. I would yes. love to see David Tennant star in a Russell T. Davies movie. Doesn't yeah. matter what it is. They're yeah. talented I, I, people. I'm sure I mean, whatever I, they come up with will be creative and, and and fun. I agree I agree with you, Ken, in that um, you know, I don't see the need to make a movie. I don't you know, now but we've got do. all these specials. <laughs> We've got all these specials coming out, which are an hour long each. I mean, you've only got to double the time, and that's a film right there. I mean, it, they're practically films in themselves on uh, on television. I mean, I, 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 I'm just saying that if you want to do a movie, fine, okay, but do it for the right reasons. There's no need to do a movie. What what incentive is there other than, you know, Russell T. Davies and David Tennant sort of furthering their careers? I mean... In Russell, it... we trust. If it's Russell, I'll, I'll, I'll be willing to keep an open mind. Yes, yes. Me too. Me too. Yeah, but do we know if Russell's really involved? Is that site that you mentioned, is that really his, his own official site or is it a fan site that's um, on Russell T. Davies? You know, to be honest with you, I don't rightly know. And I don't think anybody does. I think they're, they're purposefully we'll, we'll keeping get back it ambiguous. We'll Shock 152. <laughs> yes. We'll find out. It's, it's our homework for next week. Yeah, our homework. <laughs> All right, what else do we have in the news? Lewis is chomping to, at the bit to... to uh, no, I'm not. Not at all. <laughs> to, to go into the news. So go ahead, Lewis. You, you, were, on the, you were on a roll, so I'll let you continue. You, you, had no, mentioned, I'm, Tim, I'm, you mentioned Timothy Dalton, so why don't you talk about that? <laughs> no, because it's another one of these dopey rumors. We've had Timothy Dalton. We've had Gillian Anderson. We had, uh, uh, what, last year or whatever, uh, Patrick Stewart. The, the list goes on and on for mm. rumors of other people who were in science fiction uh, or, or, or popular things. It's Timothy Dalton. Well, he wasn't. He was in uh, Flash. Okay, Flash Gordon. He was in Flash other, Gordon before he was in Bond. Yeah, saying, oh, well, you know, these guys are all being these casting rumors. And, and the only we don't have any Star Wars guests. Maybe Mark Hamill is going to be in Doctor Who. Why don't we just <laughs> rip up that rumor now? Uh, what, who, haven't we, who haven't we tried to connect with Doctor Who? Well, this is, comes from, of all places, The Sun has reported that uh, Timothy Dalton is. Um... Oh, then it's definitely true. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that uh... question. My that mind. an insider, unnamed insider, which is always the case, is uh, <laughs> said that 
that Timothy Dalton has a big coup for um, for Doctor Who because it's um, he's a pretty iconic character uh, um, person as he's a star of the Rocketeer. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the UK now and is shooting scenes over the next few weeks. It's a good gig uh, for him as it will be one of the most memorable episodes yet. So there you have it, Timothy Dalton, um, age sixty three. He would be a good master, don't you think? He was even in line for the Doctor at one stage, but, you know, even I've been in line for the Doctor, <laughs> well, so that doesn't speaking say of, a lot. Speaking of which, spoiler alert, the same article does, indic- does also go on saying that John Sim will also feature as the Doctor's arch-enemy, the Master. He will knock four times, perhaps. Mm, on the ceiling, if you want. Yeah, <laughs> times, but it's not what you think it means, which means it's what we think it means, so... Yes, and then we're gonna have some bug-like aliens are gonna be the worst alien, the worst villains ever in Doctor Who. Yeah, like nothing <laughs> you've ever seen before, and then they turn out to be goodies. I mean, just as Ken predicted. Just always, always do the think the opposite of what you ever read in <laughs> Sun or or whatever, and unless it's you know, um, uh, Ken's put, said it right so many times. Unless something comes directly from the BBC, we really have to to take everything with a pinch of salt. I think, and. Um, I I mean I enjoy this stuff to be honest with you I know a lot of yeah times it's, it's fun it's banter but this is the reason you know. we're geeks yes. I mean, really that's the end of it at the end of the day this is what, we, what what if it's true what if they what are they going to do what, what where are they going to go with this I mean that if it wasn't for that I'd have to talk about the weather <laughs> <laughs> have your cake and eat it Ken talk about both <laughs> yeah. oh dear no I I know but it's uh, I just think it, it, it's nice to sort of um, to speculate and to, 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 to guess what's going on and, and whether or not all of these, these kind of stuff is true and picking out something out and saying, well, that's a load of baloney right off, off the bat for whatever reasons. That, that is, you're right, Ken, that's why we're Doctor Who fans. I mean, I was thinking too, though, that on the last episode, Lewis mentioned how the rap party and, and David Tennant's era was, they, they considered it officially done, although he probably has some pickups or some other filming to do or whatever uh, happening last week and some of the news that came out of that. So now you know that Matt Smith is on deck and you know, any day now what we can expect as Doctor Who fans is at some point we're either going to we're going to get the first photo in his new costume. That That's mm-hmm. something to look forward to in the next month because you know that's going to leak out or for that matter be deliberately released. Yeah. Well, they did. Compact- they did it with Tennant, didn't they? They deliberately uh, released it uh, to avoid the leak. So Who they was may that? well do Smith. Uh, I'm just saying that they uh, deliberately uh, showed him in his new costume, David Tennant. Yeah. Um, and st- rather than it leak out onto the to the yeah, web, they, they had control over it as opposed to yeah. a tablet control. Exactly. They put so, they put a picture they chose as opposed to one that somebody else chose. Yes, quite. The paper. And and do we still do we have any news on there on the companion yet? On Matt Smith's companion, or no? I think it's being. If I mean, I don't know if they're filming right now. That's that's what the rumor is: is that they're filming, or or filming is imminent. Um, but well, usually, know, so isn't it usually been... around July that they're shooting the? If this was a normal series, let's just say two thousand and nine had a normal fourteen episode um, or thirteen episode set, whatever. This would July is usually the time they shoot the the Christmas special. Yes, right. it's usually it's usually the time that they start filming because they've wrapped 
you know, the the previous series had a few months off and then it's the summer so that they can film the Christmas special. But bear in mind that, um, you know, we've we've got less than a year now until Doctor Who is on the screens. And typically um, they take about the nine months. The new Doctor, yes. the the Matt Smith is on the screen, series five. And typically they take about nine months to film. So, you know, you do the maths. It's, you know, they have to, they've got to start filming soon in order to have enough time to, you know, edit it all together, do uh, the special effects over at the mill and everything. So, you know, they either are filming now under closely guarded secret or, you know, they're, they're, they're in pre-production to go ahead and film. Um, otherwise, it, it just wouldn't work out uh, physically, logistically to try and get everything filmed Um uh, and have it out in in what we're assuming will be you know March time April time of uh, 2010. It would be, a, would be a, a great Jedi mind trick if they had everybody looking at to trying to find out what the hell is going on with David Tennant's finale while they're yes. secret shooting on the other side of town. Uh, but I don't I you know I I think if something was going on we at least would have heard that it was officially going or whatever. I I, I doubt it is at this point. It, some mm. somewhere at least. Somebody who was holding a boom or, you know, sweeping a floor or something would have said, yeah, I heard they started filming or I I saw them filming before. Mm. I mean, if you look at some of the David Tennant stuff, you know, the the news comes out, he could be standing on a corner outside of a deli and somebody would be like, saw David Tennant. This is where he was. (laughs) It's happening. Walking to his trailer. Like there's really a, a lot of eyes. Yes, Doctor Who and you can't pay off everybody. Sadly, no. Put a blue <laughs> box. Put a blue box someplace, and someone's going to take a cell phone picture. Yes, exactly. It's all gone downhill since, uh, for spoiler alert, since uh, they they paired cameras and phones. I'm afraid. Yeah. Damn them. <laughs> We interrupt this podcast with this late-breaking news. The BBC has announced that Karen Gillan has been cast in the role of the companion for the forthcoming series of Doctor Who. 21-year-old Gillan will star alongside Matt Smith as the 11th Doctor when the series returns in spring of 2010. Shooting of the series is to begin this summer. Gillan said... I'm absolutely over the moon at being chosen to play the Doctor's new companion. The show is such a massive phenomenon that I can't quite believe I'm going to be a part of it. Matt Smith is an incredible actor and it's going to be so much fun to act alongside him. I just can't wait to get started. Stephen Moffat, the lead writer and executive producer starting with the new series, stated, We saw some amazing actresses for this part, but when Karen came through the door, the game was up. Funny and clever and gorgeous and sexy, or Scottish, which is a quick way of saying it. A generation of little girls will want to be her. And a generation of little boys will want them to be her, too. Remember, there are still three further specials of the current 10th Doctor, played by David Tennant, to be broadcast between autumn 2009 and the end of the year. Rejoin our regular scheduled podcast.
else in other news, this kind of relates back to the BBC America thing is that, um, and this goes to along the lines of getting Doctor Who out there to the masses, is that uh, The Telegraph is reporting that talks are underway between YouTube and BBC Worldwide that will put Doctor Who, as, as well as Torchwood and other BBC shows, on YouTube if this all comes through. And right now that's all we know about it right now. We don't have any details as far as if it will be region locked. In other words, if will will the UK Iron Curtain come down and it will be just in YouTube for the UK or will it be worldwide? Now, if it's in BBC Worldwide, it, it sort of, in, um, I can speculate that it's that's that's what it's about, worldwide. Um, so these will be complete stories, not just clips, but complete episodes available on YouTube. That's fantastic. That's kind of, you know, you're seeing NBC and Fox with, with Hulu and, and I think CBS has stuff on their site and well, I guess all the networks here in the States. It's just great. I mean, this is, you know, people want to access, if they miss something, they have a chance to, to catch up on, on it. You know, no, I don't think anybody says, oh, hell, I'm not watching it on TV tonight. I'm going to go sit down and watch it on YouTube. I don't think they really lose it. You, those things are, are are tools for people who can't get who, who may have missed something. Now, of course, these will be available after they're transmitted on the BBC. How much later after, I'm not sure. I Also, I would have to assume that since there are worldwide deals in place for BBC America and also the Space Channel in Canada and elsewhere, whatever, that these will probably be available after they've had their run on these other networks. That's my assumption as well. Or that it will indeed, as you say, be region locked, region locked just yeah. to the UK, Which you know, in the, the UK. The iPlayer I right now is right. The iPlayer, yes, you can get. Well, the the assumption is is that um, with iPlayer, you, in order to watch iPlayer, you have to be a license fee payer, even if you don't have a television, even if you don't own a television. If you uh, log on to iPlayer, you have to have a television license. Um, so you know. I think that that was it's what they'll do with YouTube, um, unfortunately. For, but you know, it it wouldn't make sense for them to you know show something on the Sci-Fi Channel or BBC America, um, you know, and months before everybody could just watch it on YouTube. Sadly, but uh, the thing is, is that um, people will obviously you know those who are savvy, those who are in the know, um, a bit like ourselves, will go ahead and download it anyway so, as soon as it's broadcast. So. It's it's a case of, you know, do you put it out there and let people watch it and, you know, spread the word and get the show more popular? Or do you, you know, not – and obviously that will annoy your customers, your your uh, networks and so on, or do you do it for the fans? So it's uh, swings and roundabouts. And uh, YouTube now has the HD capability, so that's interesting as well now that Doctor Who will be in HD. Yeah. Mm. And full screen as well, uh, what, like a year ago, six months, mm-hmm. a year ago, they went full screen. So it is essentially very much like iPlayer at the moment, YouTube. All right. Well, um, I know we have uh, fee- lots of feedback to cover as well. So if, if there's any other news stories, uh, we'll, we'll cover them. Anyone has any, anything else they want to talk about before we take it's- a break? Sort of a, a little bit newsy. I just wanted to make a mention for our friends uh, over at DWNY, the, the Manhattan-based uh, Doctor Who group. They're moving their June meeting. That's on their website, I, I believe, um, as one date, and it's being moved, I think, to Monday, June 15th. And I know Lewis and I are planning on attending. So that's just a, a quick heads up for, for our uh, Further New York announcements era. to follow. 
<laughs> yeah, further announcements to follow, I suppose. So, so on their website, uh, I'm just looking to make it official. Yeah, they have. Oh no, they did move it. Oh, hooray, hooray, hooray! It is moved. There it is. So it's now on uh, mon- Monday, June fifteenth. Is their meetup? And then uh, don't forget, uh, Dwin has their uh, Who Party fourteen right before that on Saturday, June thirteenth. And uh, Rob Shearman and Toby Haddock is are the guests. For those of you in the Toronto area. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, conventions and so on, um, I, I mentioned a bit about this uh, last time I was on, on 149. Um, I'm going to be attending Hooverville, which is a, a one-day convention held uh, just outside Derby here in the UK. It's all um, about vacuum full... cleaners, right? Well, indeed. <laughs> well, <laughs> But it doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's it's very very cool, and uh, it, the the full guest list has been announced, or at least uh, before you know it was kind of tentative because it, it was early in the day. But Colin Baker's going to be there, Nick Briggs, Annika Wills, Toby Hayduck, Ian Fair, Ben, uh, Cheryl Hall, off the top of my head, along with um, a whole host of podcasters, including myself. There's going to be a, a nice little panel there that we're all going to uh, attend. Cooper, right? Dave AC, Staggering Stories, um, uh, Tin Dog, I think he's going to be there, if I'm, if I'm right in saying okay. so, along with, uh, with of course, the Who, uh, Who cast, yeah. So it's really going to be an awesome, awesome day. It's for charity, and it's going to be held at the uh, Midland uh, Railway Museum, which is in a, 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 a place called Ripley, just outside Derbyshire. The, uh, outside Derby, I should say, in Derbyshire. It's uh, on Sunday, the 6th of September. It's 10 o'clock to 5 p.m. And tickets are £30 for adults. It's just £10 for under 12s. And you can buy them from the uh, the, the Midlands Railway Centre website. They're available now. So go ahead and uh, book your tickets. Available now? You, uh, available <laughs> now, indeed. So uh, go ahead and book your tickets. I've got mine. Dave's got his. So uh, it's going to be a really awesome convention, and it'll be nice to finally meet Dave AC in the flesh, if nothing else, aside from the, the great lineup that they have there. So, uh, and I think that there are going to be more uh, uh, guests announced in the future, quite possibly. So watch this space. That, that just sort of reminds me, because Dave AC Cooper was at his first convention just recently at the Fab Cafe, and in episode 149, we had his report on it. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, the Fab Cafe will be doing another event in November. Yes, I think so. Um, I don't know. I guess the, the details are, are quite tentative at the moment, but I, I know that they they announced it that they possibly would have an event in November. Certainly, if not, then certainly in May, because that seems to be the time uh, that, that fans like us, the, the group that... Um, that runs these conventions and indeed just a fan group in general uh, seems to hold a convention pretty much every May. So um, November is sort of like the the midway point. So uh, who knows, but uh, I'll uh, keep you guys updated as and when I have information. And speaking of having things on a regular basis, uh, since we had such a success with our Second Life meetup recently, a couple of weeks ago, we've decided to do that on a regular basis. And what we're doing, it will we decided to do it seasonal. So uh, mm. we'll have one in, um, um, in August and then again in November, just in time for the anniversary and hopefully the next Doctor Who special. And then again in February and then back um, in May, we'll have, we'll have it again. So it gives an opportunity for everyone to join us. And 
Um, and a big thank you again to um, Terry and Nick who had helped out. And uh, and I, as I mentioned in our last podcast, to uh, Merlin, Merlin McCauley, who uh, suggested the idea way back in 2006 for us to do it. And we had a great time. We had a tremendous turnout, a lot of fun. Pixie was there, <laughs> Mr. James Norton, a.k.a. And <laughs> Pixie Pete, that is, right? Pete Pixel, yeah. Pete, uh, I'm sorry, I got it got it reversed and two hot men myself was there and um and dave ac cooper from uh, obviously from from our show and, and cia and ian bissett was there and i mean that's the only thing with, with the trouble with second life is that you're forced to use a, a another name other than your own so you have to know you know their, their alias second life name in order to yeah. Sort of, uh, yeah. know who's who but we had a uh, dj there spinning uh live tunes and uh great we were, job he did as well yeah and we were chatting it up and having fun and uh dancing and taking pictures and um catching up with people so it's a great mm. opportunity to come together we have more information on our website gallifrandemacy.org or podshock.net and check it out and it's a free uh service to come on and it's a great opportunity no matter where you live where you may be in the world as long as you have broadband access to the internet you can join us i would like to uh once again to thank audible.com for sponsoring our show and it's a great service if you haven't taken an opportunity to uh jump on board you can get a free audible book when you uh sign up for a free trial so if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash podshock you can get your free audible book today there's lots of selections there we've um you know we, we've spoken about this in the past there's fifty thousand titles to choose from from every genre audible has it covered so it's a tremendous amount to to pick from it doesn't have to be science fiction or fantasy but if you are interested in that there's um over a thousand one hundred different titles in that in that genre and just like this podcast you can listen to it wherever and whenever you like so it's a subscription type of model where Ken um, has been enjoying it for um, for the past few weeks, or, or, or I should say for a couple of months now. Yeah, and uh, actually, it's they, as Doctor Who fans, there's a ton of Doctor Who stuff on there, which is great. I mean, it's not like Lewis said; it's not the only thing. There's Star Wars, Star Trek, Blake Seven, list goes on and on of, of other things, and, and plenty of science fiction, and plenty of of all subjects, plenty of books of all subjects, but as a Doctor Who fan and being where Doctor Who podcast, there's a ton of Doctor Who stuff from the BBC audio collection, the, you know, the missing episodes with the linking narration to the audio books, things like Snow Globe and, and some of the stuff that Freema Adjaman and David Tennant and the, the ones where they're reading one of the new novels and stuff. So it's great. I like it a lot. Now, recently on, I think it was uh, May 25th, which is Star Wars Day because it's the anniversary of Star Wars. But it's also, I believe, Towel Day, which is, um, if I'm not mistaken, maybe it's um, Douglas Adams' birthday, perhaps, I think. is on, and, and so it's um, it's Towel Day. So in honor of that and, um, and obviously our, our namesake for Hitchhiker's Guide to British Sci-Fi, I figured we can play a little bit of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy uh, which is available through audible.com, and this is a little bit of it right here. Play in the bottom of a locked filing cabinet, stuck in a disused lavatory with a sign on the door saying, Beware of the Leopard. Ever thought of going into advertising? It's not as if it's a particularly nice house, anyway. I happen rather to like it. Uh, Mr. Dent. Yes, hello. Uh, have you any idea how much damage that bulldozer would suffer if I just let it roll straight over you? How much? None at all. By a strange coincidence, 
none at all is exactly how much suspicion the ape descendant Arthur Dent had that one of his closest friends was not descended from an ape, but was in fact from a small planet somewhere in the vicinity of Betelgeuse. Arthur Dent's failure to suspect this reflects the care with which his friend blended himself into human society after a fairly shaky start. When he first arrived 15 years ago, the minimal research he had done suggested to him that the name Ford Prefect would be nicely and conspicuous. He will enter our story in 35 seconds and say, Hello, Arthur. The ape descendant will greet him in return, but in deference to a million years of evolution, he will not attempt to pick fleas off him. Earthmen are not proud of their ancestors and never invite them round to dinner. Hello, Arthur. Ford, hi, how are you? Fine, look, are you busy? Well, I've just got this bulldozer to line. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to that all night. Yeah, it's great. And this is a dramatized version of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, and as you heard right there was uh, Peter Jones and Simon Jones and... It's great stuff. If I'm, I'm assuming you're familiar with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but if you're not, th what better way to introduce yourself to it? There's um, other Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy titles available through Audible.com, and it's a it's a delight to listen to. As Ken said, you can just listen to it over and over. That's the one thing about great. Uh, that's one of the many things that's great about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is that uh, that repeatability repeatability factor to it. You can kind of just you know play it over and over again and and you you'll catch new things and even if you don't it's still funny and it's still it's still a delight every time you listen to it absolutely and and as i mentioned about the Blake 7 books that just came out the one that Paul Darrow and the one that Gareth Thomas did i listened to it a couple times first because i'm a big Blake 7 fan but the quality of it was awesome so i just you know, I enjoyed it and I wanted to hear it again. I wanted to absorb a few more things, you know, and, and it's great. You put it on, you do some other things around the house. I'm famous for people who know I like, stop by before I go to work. I've got something on an audio book or a podcast or something where it's on and I'm doing things around my house. I'm not required to sit and look at it. It's it's a little more uh, gives me the ability to do some other things and yet still take in some some content that I enjoy as opposed to being stuck to the radio and whatever garbage they're pumping out. <laughs> now this could be your free audible book, um, auto audio book download. And all you have to do is again, go to www.audiblepodcast.com slash podchock and, or just go to our website, gallifrandemacy.org or podchock.net and click on the the, the the link there we have a little banner there and you can go there and get your free audible book today uh, again with a free trial so we encourage you to do that and it doesn't have to be that title it could be anything you like pick it up the, the selection there is huge awesome all right well we'll be right back on doctor who Podshock after this This is Paul Cornell, and you're listening to Podshock, presented by Outpost Gallifrey. What's that? It's a sonic screwdriver. Never fails. Drop the sonic device. Isn't my day, is it? Even the sonic screwdriver won't get me out of this one. 
are you seeking Doctor Who news? The Sonic News Driver. Selected Doctor Who related news stories delivered sonically. All in a bite sized podcast. No bigger than a jelly baby. Function of the Sonic Blaster, a Sonic Cannon, and a Stripling Fold Sonic Disruptor. Doc, what you got? Uh, I've got a Sonic Cannon. Oh, never mind. What? It's Sonic. Okay, let's leave it at that. Disruptor Cannon, what? It's Sonic. Totally Sonic. I am Sonic. Oh, that's Sonic. What? Screwdriver! The Sonic News Driver. Find it on iTunes or go to sonicnewsdriver.com. Who has a sonic screwdriver? I do. The Sonic News Driver. Get yours today, sonically. Neat, isn't it? And we're back on Doctor Who Podshock, Ken Deep, and along with Lewis Trapani and James Norton. It's time for feedback, and boy, do we have a bag full of feedback today. It's a ton of stuff. First, I wanted to say, just hours before recording, um, Jose sent me an, uh, a message on, on MySpace, which, believe it or not, is still up and running and still receive messages. And we have a uh, Doctor Who Podshock page on MySpace. He said, just wanted to drop a line, say hello, and how much I... Love listening to your shows. Keep up the awesome work, and I'll be a listener for life. Uh, thanks, Ken, Lewis, and James, for all the hard work and extra time you put into making Podshock one of the most entertaining and informative podcasts out there. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, as Ken said, we, we, are, you know, we have a presence on MySpace, on Facebook, and on Twitter as well. And to that point, um, Reverend Craig Beeman had made a point to, um, to Twitter to us saying that, for the record, he loved Voyage of the Damned. It went over. <laughs> <laughs> so let it be known, Reverend Craig Beeman, he loved Voyage of the Damned. Really? Because the word on the street was that he didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've corrected the record. And um, Amy Krell says um, he, she misses us, so um, and we miss her as well. Amy was on our yeah. show a few episodes ago, and we hope to have her back soon. Well, one of the reasons that um, that the GWNY meetup in June got moved around is we have some friends from L.A. coming into town. And our good friend Joshua Liu was going to be in New York, and we wanted him to be able to attend a DWNY meetup along with a few other friends from L.A. So that's kind of cool. And and maybe Amy can make, you know, maybe if Amy is in New York, she'll join us as well. That would be kind of cool. Fantastic. Hint, hint. <laughs> it's, it's great. You know, we went out to Gallifrey. You meet so many new people. You meet so many new friends, friends from around the country and around the world. And, and that's really what the joy of being a Doctor Who fan is it's just a worldwide community. And I, I, the stuff I get geeked up about, it puts a big smile on my face to know that, you know, you have friends all over that are just into the same stuff you are, Doctor Who and sci-fi. I think I've heard of that, Doctor Who. It's a television show. <laughs> and I got very quiet there all of a sudden. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to catch it sometime. I'll check it out. All right. James, do you have a piece of feedback? Yeah, I can, I can start off with an email. Uh, here, we've got one here from Elizabeth Jackman. She says, hi, James, Ken, and Lewis. Relatively speaking, I am a baby fan of Doctor Who. I started watching the 2005 series in November of 2008 because I was locked in an empty dorm on Thanksgiving weekend. After that, I was hooked and just got completely caught up about two weeks ago. 
I just started listening to Podshock last week with episode 148, and I'll also be listening to the older episodes as well. I'm up to 17. I just want to say thank you because I find your podcast so interesting. I've never watched the older series, and I was only slightly curious to look into them. Thanks to your show, though, I'm quickly working uh, my way through them on Netflix. Thanks for keeping me up to date with the, my new favourite show, and I wish you all the best uh, for the future. Elizabeth J. P.S. I have my fingers crossed that he will knock four times refers to the creature in Midnight. Oh, well. And there we go, another Netflix reference. So um, Yes, seems very popular. I didn't know that you could uh, stream it, but it seems like loads of people uh, are... Uh, 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 watching it online which is is really really cool especially because i think um it it, you couldn't before on a mac but now you can which is really really sweet so there you have it another another fan out there who loves the show and who uh, is looking back to the classic series on netflix so check it out and um as far as knocking four times well we'll have to wait and find out who it is what it is yeah Indeed. So I want to remind everyone that you can send us feedback at Podsh- well at feedback at podshock.net. And uh, since it's a podcast, it's an audio podcast, we prefer, though we're not limited to audio feedback, but we prefer audio p- feedback whenever possible. So uh, we encourage you to use the Podshock public call box, which is a phone number that you can call and leave, a, leave us a message. It works just like voicemail. It's 206-600-6517 is the number. You can also alternatively leave us a message via Skype or the Gizmo Project and get your message to us that way. Or you can just record an MP3 file and email it to us at feedback at pachak.net. So, um, but to that end, we did get a um, we did get some calls on the feedback um, on the Pachak public call box as well as getting some in email. But uh, just to start things off, let's do one from the public call box, and this is um, here's one right here. Good afternoon. Ken, Lewis, and James. This is Benjamin in Northern Virginia, a long-time listener of your podcast. And I wanted to mention a Doctor Who fan club in my neck of the woods. The Northern Virginia Doctor Who Viewing Society uh, meets in Northern Virginia and in D.C. at various members' homes about once a month. We get together, have some food, usually watch some Doctor Who stories. And if people have ideas for events, we can get involved with those too. We're a rather relaxed group because our lives are so busy in this area. And we're always eager to meet new people. You can visit us at our Yahoo group, which is at go to Yahoo groups and search for Northern Virginia Doctor Who Viewing Society or N-O-V-A-D-W-V-S. And we have a very active forum where our members get involved in various things and you can learn about our meetings. Anyway, enjoying the show and talk to you soon. Bye. Fantastic. That's uh, Benjamin Elliott, also of uh, This Week in Doctor Who fame, puts together a very comprehensive email list of every place around the world that's showing Doctor Who, Torchwood, Sarah Jane, anything connected with Doctor Mm. Who. It's a a wonderful resource for someone who's looking to to chronicle the goings-on of Doctor Who being broadcast. And he has a nice section on podcasting as well. He gives, um, gives... information on what the latest podcasts have going on and being that we're part of a great podcasting community that's a great thing so yeah uh, i wanted to make make a mention of while we're on these the local groups i got an email from sean um in 
where I was uh, asking about Texas Doctor mm-hmm. Who fans, and it's something we covered in a previous episode. And I know there's a group in San Antonio, so as I, uh, I have to get some more information. I, I, I didn't have time today to look up and see if, if they had their website up and, and whatnot. But I wanted to let Sean know that I'll, what I'll do is I'll probably respond to his email directly to put him in in contact with a group in Texas. So. Yeah, there's definitely. Um, you're probably talking about that group that um, Esco is involved with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's um, they 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 do have a, a Facebook page, and I think they have a website. But I, I know they do have a presence on Facebook as well. So, uh, but we'll have we'll have more information on it. Maybe we'll get. Uh, um, I think they may have a link to it on our site. I have to check it out. Hmm. All right. Well, um, shall we do another email? Sure. Can do. Uh, I've got one here from, from Jill from The Signal. And she says, I have to ask you uh, you guys something. I don't understand. Why are you dissing Stephen Moffat? Russell D- T. Davies was deemed worthy of being called by his first name in Russell We Trust, not in Davis We Trust. What have you got against Stephen Moffat that you call him by his last name? It's rude. I would like, uh, uh, it would be me, like me referring to you as Deep, Trapani and Norton instead of Ken Lewis and James. You call Paul Cornell by his first name, don't you? Not so with Stephen. All I hear is Moffat this, Moffat that, and his first name is Stephen, guys. Stephen. Say it with me. In Stephen we trust. In <laughs> Stephen we trust. In Stephen we trust. Please, I'd really appreciate his being treated as on a par with Russell. Cheers, Jill. Well, maybe that's fair. I don't know. But uh, we, we, uh, Ken has coined the phrases. We've been using them. We're going to stick to them, I'm afraid. Uh, <laughs> it's not that we think that, uh, that, that uh, Stephen Moffat isn't on a par with Russell T. Davies. Quite the opposite. We think that he's right up there. If I change it to in Stephen We Trust, those guys who registered in MoffettWeTrust.com would be out of luck, wouldn't they? Indeed, indeed. Maybe maybe we should do that. <laughs> just to, just, <laughs> just to, to get, get a jump them. on them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Imagine that. But, if, if, uh, you know, really, the only reason that happened was that uh, um, Russell, the name Russell was, was instantly recognizable with Russell T. Davies. And with Stephen, if I said Stephen, I didn't want any. I, I didn't. I wanted. If he said in Moffat, you knew exactly who I was talking about. And it really, it wasn't even anything I gave any thought to. It's just the way it came out. So yeah, it resonates. It wasn't it, was, it? Wasn't anything? To, yeah, to it me. wasn't meant as an insult or in any no, way. No, quite the opposite. As a matter of fact, if Paul Cornell gave it a thumbs up, then I guess you know, um, then I guess it's it's okay. It's all kosher. Yeah. If if Mr. <laughs> Moffat doesn't like it. Uh, then he can call me and I'll change it. <laughs> <laughs> he's the only one who's authorized to. Yes, he's authorized. <laughs> but as Ken said, I mean, if you say Moffat, you know we're not talking about uh, Peter Moffat. You know, we're not talking about either Peter Moffat. Georgia Moffat. <laughs> <laughs> or, yes. So it's, it's pretty much, you know, it's Stephen. I mean, it's just that Stephen's a very common first name and Russell is less common. So you kind of know when you're speaking about Russell in terms of Doctor Who, who we're talking mm. about. Mm-hmm. But well and good. Well, we I appreciate your Stephen, feedback. In Stephen We Trust is is taken by the guys at Radio Free Scaro, isn't it? Yes. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> God, we, one of, we, one then, we, we then we're so referring much. to in 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 Radio Free Scarrow, we trust, and uh, one of the hosts there, Stephen, and um, he can tell you every 
production number of every Doctor Who episode, uh, it's scary. <laughs> but great. He's a great guy. It's absolutely. And, and we're only months away from, from joining them again at Gallifrey 21. That'll be at least it, it, to say that it's a blast is, is under underestimating it, under, undervaluing it. Yeah. All right. Well, All right, we, what else do we have? We here have an, the, another he, clue from the Ever Mountain Clues from our mystery caller here who sent us this voicemail via, uh, via our email. So um, here it is. Hello, Lewis, Ken, and James. Uh, hello, Ken and James, are you there? Oh, well, maybe you're just staying quiet. Um, here's your mystery caller with the clue that I did not give you during the live show. Um, just before I do give you the clue, the main reason why I didn't give you the clue during the live show is because of self had down the queue and went after two hours and Lewis said, like, they try and get as many calls. I just didn't want to take up too much time and not let other people in, I have to say. That's right. But just thinking after, maybe Lewis should have given the time. I should have let everyone else that was in the queue already talk. If that was the case, maybe for the next show, just ask me for the clue. I'll give it to you if you have time for it and that. Um, just one other thing as well. Um, because of Jane, what the answer James gave was some new information that I didn't even know about. So it wasn't what I was thinking when I gave you the first clue. Um, also, I hope you're taking note of the clues because some will be connected to other clues as well. And because of the last answer that Shane gave, this new clue is this will be connected to the last one. So I just hope you remember what the last clue is. And this clue is before the scouts. You should know what the scouts is. And also, one thing I have to add is I won't call Lewis Lou. It just sounds too much like a slang for a toilet. Bye. Oh my! <laughs> I, I'm clueless. <laughs> All right, well, well, not clueless. No, no, no. And he was referring to our live show that we did um, a, a while back uh, for Planet of the Dead uh, earlier in um, April. Well, mid-April. Mm. So I, I'm really puzzled by this because I think the last clue was like he had a connection to both David Tennant and. Stephen um, Sylvester McCoy, right? Um, I have to break out my clue book. But I think <laughs> I think I came up with something like they were born in the same town, or had no, they have the same last name, was it? Wasn't it that they they both have the same their real surnames are McDonald, I think, or something like that, or they were both born in Bathgate in Scotland. I can't remember. Mm. But before the Scouts, well, the. You wouldn't call him Lou because it sounds like too much like a toilet. It's obviously a reference to the fact that he's British because here in Britain, we, for the lavatory, we say Lou's. But I don't know what he means before the scouts. The scouts are, what, relatively um, uh, uh, a new organization. They were, like, founded in 1907. So um, maybe his name's Robert, as in Robert Baden-Powell. I don't know. I'm at a loss. I'll have to wait for the next clue. I don't know about you guys. It's uh, the full pieces of the puzzle aren't coming together yet. Well, I'm, I'm sure after this episode goes out, we'll get another clue from um, 
from from I, I would like to say from who, but we, that's the whole point. <laughs> uh, Sylvester McCoy, by the way, is Percy James Patrick Kent Smith. Oh, okay. Maybe that helps you out any James. Right. Um, I think James. it was probably they were born from in the same town or something in Scotland or I don't know. Or was it or was it that they both have I because clearly the chap is Irish who's calling in. And um I think that uh uh I know that Davidton has some family over in Ireland and I know that Sylvester McCoy grew up in Ireland, even though he was born in Scotland. So it's all. I reckon he's from Dublin, at least. If if the last clue is anything to go by, and before the scouts, I I don't know. We'll have to wait for the next clue. Anticipation. Okay. Indeed. So, um, should we do uh, an email, or should I do another voicemail? Do an email. You, let let James read. I like when yeah, James can, read. I can do another email. I've had uh, uh, an, an email from Fox over in Redmond. I assume that's in in the great state of Washington. He says, uh, I'm not at a place where I can record voicemail, so I thought I'd send some notes in as text. It will be, I would be more than happy to, uh, uh, to go back and record it if you like. Well, it's a bit late now, but uh, it's all good. I've been thinking about something to do in the large gap before the Waters of Mars comes out, and I think I have what could be a good idea. We know that the specials will end with the Doctor's regeneration, so Podshock should go back and review the past regeneration stories as a lead-up to meeting the 11th Doctor. That's, That's good, fantastic. We can actually really have a feature. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, a first on Podshock, a feature. <laughs> there are some questions at which stories would count in this case. With the sixth Doctor, do you count the time in the Rani or the last segment of Trial of the, of the Time Lord? The same issues exist around the Eighth Doctor, as he, his re- regeneration happened off-screen. Of course, not every one of these is out on DVD yet, which would make it that much harder. But I still think it will be worth it. The second thing that has prompted this message is, are you familiar with the fan comic The Ten Doctors? And yes. if not, why not? Well, there you go, Ken is. Um, It's a well-written and well-drawn comic that has every Doctor, most of the assistants, and a lot of story. It just finished up at 247 pages, but you can start at page one here. And he's given a a nice little link. I hope that Lewis will pop this into the... um, the uh, the show notes or indeed mm-hmm. the enhanced podcast because i'm afraid that uh, that it's a bit too long to read out anyway this it's very good to read the comic that is and i think it would be worth the effort to get him on the show at some point in time cheers fox so i i i think i've um stumbled across this once before but i think it was in um uh uh, production, if you like, I think he it was so long that he was doing little bits and bobs mm-hmm. at a time. And I remember it was it was very well drawn. It was all sort of penciled, sketched, yeah, and done in a very nice cartoony uh, style. Um, uh, yeah, and all the doctors meet from what I remember up to the point that I got to. I can't quite remember the story, but it's nice that he's reminded me about it. I'll have to uh, to go and check it out. Yeah, yeah I, I was uh, reading a little... did it. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was reading a little bit about it. I was reading some of the the editions. I, I think were like in the late 90s or early 100 numbers, and I never finished it. So I need to really go back and um and and find the time to read those comics again. But it was very interesting what I did, what I was reading at that time. Mm. 
that was Fox Cutter who had sent that email. He had also uh, sent us a piece of audio feedback as well, which I think preceded that email. So, uh, but this is what he had to say. We just read what his email. Now we'll hear him from hear from him himself. Greetings, Podshock. This is Fox and Redmond, and yes, that is my real name. I'm also a fan of the X-Files, but I came before Fox Mulder, so I claim dibs on the name. I had a couple of comments on Podshock 148. This is the first I've heard about Wilford being a companion for the last two specials. I think that's pretty cool. I actually liked Wilford, and it's nice to see him coming back. As for the rest of the companions... I'm not entirely sure they're going to do another Crisis crossover and bring everybody back like they did at the end of last season. I'm thinking it, it might be more like Caves of Adrazi, where we have flashbacks of all the previous companions during the regeneration sequence. It's also possible the Doctor is going to know that whatever's happening, he will not get through it. So he's visiting all his companions in order to say goodbye. I don't know. It's just a thought. I also think that We'll probably see the Time Lords come back at the very end of the season specials. As you said, the Doctor will regenerate and be back on the run, and I think that actually is good. It's the way it started. Doesn't mean that's the way it should be, but it's always good to shake it up now and then. I did have a couple of quick comments on Fort of Doomsday. Personally, I never remember this episode. I always remember the bit with the cricket ball because it was kind of brilliant, but the episode itself just sort of went... Nah. In addition, I think it's amazingly stupid that the Doctor is talking about how, oh, we can go to Earth and warn everybody, but who would believe us? Um, unit? That's kind of their job? And regardless of what form, the Brigadier would listen to the Doctor, except for the fact he's currently retired and teaching at a voice school, but that hasn't happened yet. Still... I guess not being very memorable is better than being memorably bad, though it would be nice to be memorably good. As usual, thanks for the show, guys, and keep up the good work. And thank you, Fox. Thank you, Fox. I received uh, an email about the Easter eggs. It says, Hi, Ken. Uh, my name is Dan from Sydney, and I'm currently listening to Podchock 149 which well, now you'll be listening to Podshock 151. Um, regarding the Easter eggs, I discovered a little free program called DVD Shrink, which will scan your DVD and will show you any Easter eggs that may be on the DVD. Uh-huh. This is cheating, of course, and it takes the fun out of discovering Easter eggs, but sometimes you don't have the time to figure out all the combinations. So uh, he puts the DVD in his laptop and just runs the program. Anyway, uh, cheers, Dan. So... Thanks, Dan. That's awesome. I, I didn't it didn't even dawn on me that someone out there would probably come up with a program that just scanned it for you. But and, and of course, that's for your computer and not for a standalone DVD player. But very cool. Thank you very much. And uh, and fantastic from Sydney. So cool. The other side of the world. Yes. So let's see. We have another uh, call in the public call box, and we'll play that here. Hello, Doctor Who Podshock. This is Steve Small from Lawrenceville, New Jersey. I'm hope, I hope I'm coming through. I hope you can hear me on my cell. I'm a longtime Doctor Who fan. I'm relatively new to this uh, podcast stuff. Um, um, just recently found, found out you guys through iTunes when I recently picked up uh, an iPod myself. Um, I have checked out a few other Doctor Who podcasts, and you guys, 
guys are by far the best. Um, great A, you know, all the information, the, the news, the interviews, it's, 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 it's great. Uh, just got a quick question for you guys. Um, um, I want to know how, if you guys have any idea um, if and when the Sci-Fi Channel may be showing, uh, you know, the Doctor Who uh, specials uh, anytime soon. It's uh, Wednesday, uh, May 20th, uh, 2009. Um, it's, uh, I've, I've heard a few, a few of the other uh, podcasts sounding like that you guys already saw uh, the Christmas show and, and the Easter show. Uh, um, but uh, other than going through uh, checking out uh, <laughs> uh, checking uh, that out on, on YouTube, um, I'd like to know if you guys have any ideas. All right. Um, I'll try and keep in touch and, and listen for you guys for your feedback on your, on your podcast and uh, Hopefully, uh, I'll hear from you guys soon. Take care. Well, thank you. There hasn't been any announcements on the Sci-Fi Channel or the soon-to-be Siffy Channel, but obviously, if you've listened to this episode of Doctor Who Podshock, you know that it's coming to BBC America, and we can only um, hope that um, that the Sci-Fi Channel or the Siffy Channel will pick it up <laughs> after BBC America uh, shows it. Yeah. But if not, uh, once it is on BBC America, most likely it will be available via iTunes. If you don't get BBC America, you'll be able to uh, purchase them um, via iTunes or uh, possibly elsewhere as well. We, you know, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens with YouTube and the iPlayer and whatnot. And Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get them on board as a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Lord knows we're giving them enough, uh, enough free publicity anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Time to pay up, Netflix. <laughs> any? Uh, do we have any other emails? There is one, but it's kind of more pertaining to uh, hitchhikers, so I don't know right, whether... So we'll, we'll save that for hitchhikers then. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it begins with hitchhikers stuff and then goes into... It's kind of a bit of both, but we'll leave it for hitchhikers, I think. All right, so uh, we'll go back to the public call box for another caller. Hello, 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 Podshuckians. Uh, This is Brian in northern Kentucky. I just wanted to say hello to Ken, Lewis, and James. Uh, I love the show. It's great. Uh, It's it's fun to listen to, and and, it really is a great thing. Kind of wanted to couple of reasons I'm here and wanted to kind of share a funny uh, moment I had. I was at a Barnes & Noble and I was in the men's room and I happened to notice that the wallpaper was tearing, uh, you know, uh, it was sort of peeling off and I had this great compulsion to pull out a Sharpie and pull a little bit of wallpaper away and write underneath it, Sally Sparrow, duck now. But, uh, but seriously, folks, uh, <laughs> Uh, another reason I'm calling is uh, I'm sort of putting out a uh, putting out feelers for any uh, Doctor Who fans that may be in the northern Kentucky or in the state of Kentucky, northern Kentucky area, or in the state of Kentucky. Uh, I'm interested in uh, maybe starting up either a little group or like maybe a little club. Uh, for more information, you can go to uh, Bluegrass Tardis, or excuse me, KentuckyTardis.wordpress.com. That is Kentucky. Tardis, all one word, dot wordpress, dot com, or just send an email to uh, wonky, W-O-N-K-Y, 
underscore info at ymail.com. So I'm looking to start a group called Nehuvians of Northern Kentucky, or Wonky for short. So that's wonky, W-O-N-K-Y, underscore info at ymail.com. Uh, again, you know, I appreciate your help and uh, kind of giving me a little help uh, starting this out. And uh, Lewis and, 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 and James don't feel left out, but uh, I've been pestering Ken on Facebook. So you all have a great evening uh, or great recording the next time you're doing this. Uh, appreciate any, any help that you can get me. And uh, please keep up the podcast. This is one of the best things out there. Um, Bye. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you ever so much. Yeah. Yes, we've been communicating on on the Facebook about um, getting a, a group together. Uh, well, n- not me because I I can't commute to Kentucky, but if I could, <laughs> I would. Um, and and that's great. Part of our our mission statement is to to help Doctor Who fans get together. So if you're in the um, Kentucky area or I guess Southern Ohio, Cincy, around that area. Um, mm. Then feel free to reach out, and that's awesome. Let's hope we we are helping form a, another group. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, we got one last bit of um, of audio feedback coming in from the public call box, the Podshock public call box. And once again, I want to give the phone number to that is two zero six six zero zero six five one seven. Uh, again, that's a 206 area code, so uh, be aware of that in the U.S., but you're free to call uh, if you have some free minutes on your mobile phone or whatever. Take an opportunity. Give us a call. We want to hear from you. We always enjoy your feedback. And, of course, you can send feedback to feedback at net as well. So uh, without any further ado, last but not least, here we go. Hi, guys. This is Chris from North Carolina. I uh, just wanted to call and ask a question. Um, I've been listening to Podshock now for uh, about two years, and um, I've wondered if you guys have ever thought or if there's anything in the pipeline for doing reviews of the newer Doctor Who novels that are out. Um, every time I go by Barnes & Nobles or uh, Borders, I always take a look at the, the novels and um, haven't quite committed to buying one yet um, because I used to uh, collect all of the uh, Virgin New Adventures back in the 90s and it's always kind of a mixed bag. Sometimes you get a really good one and sometimes you get one that, well, wasn't quite so good. Um, anyway, I just thought uh, I'd, I'd ask that question. I hadn't heard, I hadn't heard that issue being discussed um, although it may have been discussed at an earlier point before I jumped in. So, anyway, that's it. Cheers, guys. And thank you. Yeah, we, we've done some reviews of uh, books, of novels on our mm-hmm. podcast. James but we did have, a couple. Yeah, we haven't done anything too recently. We've done some reviews of uh, audio books of the novels as well that were read by various uh, actors that are involved with Doctor Who, and we, we've, I think we have one on deck that we're still pending a review that we we have to listen to and review at some time, and mm-hmm. we hope to get to that soon. But yes, we we should, um, and we also encourage those of our listeners that that are are reading these novels if they have a review that would like to submit to us and as a, a little audio segment, uh, keep it short and we can um, play that on our show as well. 
Mm-hmm. I think the the problem with the we started uh, with good intentions in terms of reviewing the the books. I mean, we started way back with um, the monsters inside and uh, the Clockwise Man uh, back when Christopher Eccleston was was on our screens. Um, but the problem with it was is that just, they just bring out so many books now and so quickly because they have so many writers on the case. Um, and by and large, I have to say most of them are pretty good. There is, uh, it is can be a bit hit and miss, miss from time to time. You, they either are uh, very good or you know, uh, very bad in my experience. It just depends on your taste, I think. Um, but yeah, that's a great idea, Lewis. Um, it would be awesome if um, if 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 listeners out there could send us some reviews, let us know what you th- what you think of the books. Um, because you know, Lord knows they they just come out so quick and so fast that I can't I can't keep up with them. I still have several that I was bought about a year ago that I I need to read, but largely that I I enjoy them very much. And uh, but if you're not a big reader, equally the uh, the audio CDs the, the the books on CD are also very very good because although they're often abridged, um, they they're read by. Uh, many of the lead actors from from the show itself, like David Tennant's done several. Um, Freema Adjiman. Freema Adjiman has done several, uh, along with uh, uh, minor characters from the show. It really is great to 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 have those because it, it has like a whole extra dimension uh, of things. Uh, it's nice just to have somebody uh, emulate different people's accents and things on on CD. So uh, so yeah, I think Lewis is right. We are due to review another one at some point when we get round to listening to yeah, it. I think it's but, the last uh, dodo, if I think. Yes, yeah, I think that's right. Um, but yeah, cool. All right. Well, um, any um. Any other free, uh, feedback or announcements we want to make? I think I'm good here. All right. Well, we're, uh, well I'm good here. Lewis, is there any announcements you want to make, being uh, that June is the anniversary of the Gallifreyan Embassy? Uh, yeah, well, I, there... I, as I mentioned in our last episode, we are facing a couple of anniversaries. And, and, Ken, that's a good point that we do want to do a call-out. If you have um, anything that you want to uh, to celebrate our anniversary, we're, we're, the Gallifreyan Embassy is going to be celebrating its 24th anniversary in just a few weeks. As we record this, it's the end of May. June 18th is our anniversary, so we hope to put a uh, special Podshock episode in and around that time. We also are um, on the cusp of our Pachak anniversary. The Doctor Who Pachak show will be four years old this summer, so uh, it's a very uh, special time for us. And uh, so, um, yeah, if you want to record something, maybe we should do a contest or something. I don't know. We we got to do some mindstorming and brainstorming, I should say. And also, we have a new website that will be unveiled uh, starting next month. So we'll have a transition period where both sites will be, I mean, the address will be the same, gallifreyanembassy.org or potchock.net, but we'll have a, you'll have a gateway to go between the two sites once you go there, and the new site um, will have the basic content, but a lot of the, our four-year history of since we did the website over in 2005 to celebrate our 20th anniversary, uh, that content will still be there, and that will remain there, 
and that's not going to go away. So we're not going to lose that all that rich content that people have been contributing and on our forums and posting and uh, image galleries and so forth. That's not going away. So that will still be there, but we'll be starting a new with a new site that will uh, offer some new features and some new excitement for us all. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah it's great. I'm, I'm really it's kind of exciting that I, I Lewis had voted. Uh, a little bit of a preview to James and I, and you know, to get our take on it, and, and it's exciting. I, I think it's great. It's it's a, a chance for us to to um, bring the website up to date a little more, make it a little more two thousand nine ish. Being that the website that we currently have is what about four years, right? Yeah, four, it's four, it's just uh, before that of time, we had a static yeah. page before that, yeah. which which was had our information and whatnot. But uh, once our twentieth anniversary came around, it was two thousand and five. Doctor Who is back on the screen again. It, we just felt it was time at last to finally bring the website, you know, into the twenty first century. And um, and we did that, and it was an interactive site, and it served us well. But it's um, showing little bits of wear and tear right now, and and you know it's it, just like the doctor regenerates, so does our website. So, and that's a, not the only piece of, of of new technology that we'll be hopefully we'll be launching around the same time. So, it's 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 exciting. I think it's it's going to be a lot of fun, and, and it'll be a, a little bit easier for for people to use. It'll be a little bit different too, and I'm I'm glad. I, this is the first I've heard you say, Lewis, that you're that some of the old content is going to be it will still be available. Oh yeah, so yeah, it's not going to go away. That's still, that's going to remain there as an archive, and we'll still have links to that and um, all that rich content. Um, I mean, it's incredible stuff. A lot, and we really appreciate it, everyone that's been so so many people participate. It's great. I mean, we set it up as an interactive website, but it doesn't mean that people will use it. But we were very pleased that people have been using it. And um, every day there's new postings to our forums. There's people that have been contributing stories and news. articles. There's yeah. uh, links. Reviews. There's everything. Uh, seven million it's, it's, hits in, in under four years. Just we're coming up on seven million hits and coming up on four years. So it's, it's been a thriving community. And we, yeah. we've, but, uh, oh, we owe it to More you. than we ever expected it yeah, to. And, and it really is due to you, the listeners. So Exactly. And and the and the podcast we said it before the podcast is just a much, just as much about you these this is we enjoy doing it and we enjoy putting it together but we love getting people who want to oh I'll review a novel or I'll I'll record something and, and put it together and and participate it, we we don't we don't turn down submissions and unless it's something obscene of course but <laughs> <laughs> but even that we'll, we'll have a special podcast for that uh, there's always that sexy James promo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it, it's just as much your podcast it's just as much your website and we appreciate the people who who participate uh even the lurkers who just come and hang out that's fine and some people have stepped up to be moderators and things and, and Taras and dave and and all the good folks who who come there and, and help uh help keep it together keep it an exciting and, and vibrant community so mm-hmm. thanks to all of you seriously we, i know we're coming up on the anniversary both lewis james and i discussed it we we don't want to do anything self-indulgent because it's just going to be boring if we talk about the history of the club we've talked about that you know over the years so we'd rather try we want to do something cool, fun that we can really just have a good time with and and takes it to the next level so yeah and pants uh, if will, you have pants a suggestion optional if you have a suggestion, email <laughs> us at feedback at podshock.net. Yes, thank you. Or post it on the website. Post it on the message boards. Galifrandembassy.org yep. or podshock.net. All right, so does that wrap it up for... I think that wraps it up and puts a bow on it. James, anything <laughs> from you? 
No, I think I'll leave it at that with the bow and everything. <laughs> I, I think, you know, some glitter or anything else might take it a little bit too far. Yeah, we'll save that for the anniversary show. Save the glitter Indeed. for that. <laughs> Indeed. We'll have some Gary glitter on it. Hey, if anybody has any, uh, anybody who went to TimeGate in Atlanta in late May uh, has any audio review or, or any kind of feedback that they'd like to email us, feel free to do so. We'd love to hear the reports of Terrence Dixon and Mary Tam's appearance there. So a call out for that. Absolutely. All right. Well, until then, cheers, everyone. Have a great time. Cheers. You have been listening to Doctor Who Podshock by the fan-run Gallifreyembassy.org and presented by Outpost Gallifrey at Gallifrey1.com. Doctor Who is owned and trademarked by the BBC. Doctor Who Podshock is not affiliated with the BBC in any way. Come back next time for another exciting and informative episode of Doctor Who Podshock. You can email us at feedback at podshock.net. Opening theme by Jeff Smith at thejeffsmith.com. This is Louis Trapani. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Trapani. You can follow James on Twitter at twitter.com slash James Norton. And also, most importantly, you can follow Dr. Who Podshock on Twitter at twitter.com slash podshock. This Art Trap production is brought to you by the Gallifreyan Embassy and has been made possible in part by donations from listeners like you. We appreciate your support. This podcast has been scented lemon for your smelling pleasure. Not quite clear, is I can see by your face that you're not certain. You don't understand. <laughs> I, I knew you wouldn't. Never mind.